everybody. How's it hanging? How's it happening? Because you guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. Brought to you by MSOTD Rocks, Rock and Metal Thrive. Hey guys, giving you a happy Tuesday because it is November 16th and one of probably my most fun episodes I've ever shot and recorded is today's episode with one of the best guests I have ever had in the podcast twice. Before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors. First, Phoenix Fitness. Yes, you guys know I love my cons. I love my mosh pits. I cannot stop. I mean, the day before. The day before I recorded this, I was in the mosh pit like crazy for Devil Wars Prada. We came as Romans. Made sure the stamina and the strength and everything was on par. So I was running the pit. Did not stop. But to do that, you know, I got to make sure that I build muscle right, recover right, do everything right in the gym. So I'm working out constantly, building cardio, doing a lot of cardio work, you know, running, biking, all that stuff, lifting a lot. But I got to make sure I recover right, prepare right. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. Different supplements such as pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free. Different proteins, different creatines, different BCLA recovery compounds, multivitamins, anything you need in the supplement game to help improve your fitness, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners of the podcast get 15% off your entire order at fnxfit.com. Use the code MSOTD. Do that. Link in the description below, so make sure you do that. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Second off. I want to thank our second sponsor, Custom Debuts. What does Custom Debuts do? Well, they give you custom posters of anything in the music industry. So pick an album, pick an artist, whatever you want. Pick a song even. And what they can do is if it's an album, an artist, whatever it might be, they can put like this whole entire poster together for you. Album, you know, song run through and just really putting together everything to make, you know, your own custom poster. Same thing with like a vinyl record that has the lyrics of a certain song in it. Or a full-on, like, you know, more explosive kind of style of vinyl. And yes, you can edit them as much as possible with their team. You add up, you know, you put in your like album, your song, your artist, and it'll give you a concept within 24 hours or 48 hours, I believe. And then you can make as many ads as you want before you give them the final product. And it can be printed on museum paper, canvas, or even aluminum. And I still gotta get me one of those. Probably going to be something from like the Silver Scream or Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horwood, or something by Rise Against, because you know me. So our listeners, if you want to take a look at that and get something like that, will you get 10% off? Use the code CPP at Custom Debuts. Link description below. I want to thank you guys. But now in our feature presentation, Joey from the band Varsity is back on the podcast. The band's new album, Welcome Home, comes out on Friday the 19th. We talk all about the album. Joey gets personal on it, and we talk about its dynamic writing style, how incredibly different it goes from song to song, how each song has its own identity. And we also go into why Joey and Varsity are probably the hardest working band around today. I mean, the dude literally prints merch in his house. He bought, like, printing presses material. And custom, you know, garments and stuff to print with. This dude is nuts. And I absolutely love it. And then at the end of the podcast, I give you an overall take on Welcome Home by Varsity. And that is something you're going to want to hear to believe. Are you ready? Yes, you are. So let's go! Yeah! Woo! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. I had this man on the Core Progression Podcast back in April after I did a whole video trying to figure out the band, and it was absolutely incredible being able to talk to him about it, and after the release of their Cloud City EP back in 2020, this band has been on an upward trajectory, and now their debut LP is due to release on November 19th, 2021. They're going to be out on tour in November with my friends in Kingdom Collapse, and man, I can't wait to talk all about the sound and all about what this guy's been up to, so please welcome back Joey from Varsity. So Joey... Welcome back, man. Dude, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Dude, thanks for being back on the podcast, man. I mean, I, I was super excited to make sure that I got you back in the podcast. I got that email. It's like, yeah, you guys are coming out with a new album. I saw from Amsplitter. I'm just like, <gasps> must have them back on now. Yeah, I actually, it's it's funny because like when when you messaged like our, I guess our PR or whatever, when you emailed them to, to get back on like the podcast, I saw your name and I was like, yeah, I really want to do that one again. Like that was like really fun the first time. So yes. <laughs> well, I'm honored, man. I'm honored to have you back on. I'm honored to be able to listen to Welcome Home before, you know, it came out because I knew there was going to be so much on there after listening to the initial single Sick and then, of course, Finesse coming out afterwards. There are a bunch of other tracks here. I'm just like, I can't wait to see what Joey comes up with because knowing your influences <laughs> from that hip-hop, R&B style, bringing in rock and metal all over the place, I'm just thinking, this album has the chance to be so dynamic every step of the way where 
no matter what happens, every song is going to have its own identity. It's going to have its own flow, its own sound. It's going to stand out and could potentially have Varsity not only stick heavy in the rock and metal genre, which you guys are in right now, but cross over and really be prominent players in rock and metal and hip hop and RB all over the place. Well, I mean, I hope so, man. That's hopefully the, that's the plan, hopefully. <laughs> well, I mean, after listening to it, well, I'll just give you a little bit of a uh, quick just preview. Yeah, I think you definitely could pull that off, and I think you did here. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Dude, that's so nice to hear, because I'm like, I'm so terrified of this record, like, so terrified. Why are you terrified of it? It's like, so normally with records, like, I, I write everything, and I always have, like, a, uh, you know, as I'm writing, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. This is to go over all of this or whatever. But with Welcome Home, it was kind of like, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And I don't care. And, I'm, you know, whatever. And I did it. And I love the record. But I feel like it's very different from what people would expect us to do. Um, I feel like people, are, I don't know what people are going to expect. But I, I just feel like most of them won't expect some of the songs on this record. <laughs> Well, when you're blending so many different genres and you're bringing in so many different influences that you have and writing the music that you want, I, that's what I thought as well, especially going through it at first, because I knew for a fact, I'm like, I know what your music is from the past. I know what Cloud City was like. And hearing Sick come out as the first single, my first thought was, already, we're getting something like we kind of got in the good like yeah. Cloud City stuff that I really like. So I'm like, okay, I like the direction he's going in. But I'm still kind of curious to see where else Joey's going to go due to the fact that, again, you have so many different influences. You can blend so many different styles. And I know a lot of people are going to be thrown off by a couple of these songs because, not going to lie, I was thrown off by some of them too. Yeah, some of them are definitely, like, <laughs> weird. They're, they're very, like, oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> Absolutely. But then again, it is your personality that's coming out in these songs. It's your personality that's coming out in the music, so... That's what we'd rather see instead of just kind of, you know, basically it's like, oh, what do the fans want? Here, let's give it that. It's no, no, no. Yeah. What, is, what do you want to make? What do you want to create? Give us that because it's going to come out. And like, again, I'll use Sick as the perfect example. Like when I first heard the intro of that song and all of a sudden that first riff, I'm just like, oh, this yeah. is going to be a good <laughs> album. Yeah, we, you know, what's funny about it. I think Sick was one of the last songs we wrote. I think may have been the actual last song for the record. Um, and uh, it's it's weird to say this, but we started writing a bunch of different things towards the end of the album cycle versus from the beginning of the album cycle. And uh, Sick was part of that. And it, it like made the record like by like a hair. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because it did. And then uh, when we were going through the songs, like, oh, what do we want to put out first? Like that was that was the one that we all kind of looked at. We're like, are you sure? Like you want to do this? And then the, I don't remember who it was, but someone's like, yeah, we should pull the plug on it. It has to be this song. Say so whoever said that, I think the biggest reason why it yeah. works is because when I, again, when you listen to Cloud City, it's like, like a song like Massive, which is the one that really got you guys going on Octane. It's listening yeah. to Sick. It sounds like the next, for me, it felt like the next evolution of Massive. And you could see some of the different vocals that you were using in there as well, especially when you got to the chorus. I'm thinking a little bit of a higher pitch. We're seeing a little bit more of that evolution with some of the more of that hip hop R&B style coming in there, but we're still getting that same feel, the heaviness from the backing instrumentals that we got on massive. So yeah. when it comes to a transition, maybe to some of these other songs that you go completely in a different direction with seeing that from the forefront, from the first single, it makes a lot of sense to really bring us all in here, but then also be open to whatever else you're going to come up with due to a little bit of that different vocal change on sick. No, yeah, you're totally right. It, it, it kind of did feel like it was like the, the next natural step it was just it was weird because we didn't write it i i feel like that's a song that people would have probably thought we would have written right after massive but it was like the time gap between like massive and sick was it, it was insane <laughs> that is really nuts though but again coming out as your first single i thought i mean again like this is going to be one hell of an album especially if this is what you guys are starting out with but if that was gonna be the thing that you guys wrote last now my head's spinning and like, what did you write first on this? What was like the first couple things you're writing? What were the things that you were really proud of when you wrote this album? And like, what are your favorite songs on the album that, you know, people haven't heard yet? Uh, all right. So let's start with a favorite. Favorite song on the album is uh, We Always. Uh, it's a song called We Always on the record. Um, super personal song to me. Um, that might That is 180% my favorite song on the record. Um, and then right after that would be Soul. Uh, I, I I love soul. I know soul is super different, and I feel like that's one of the songs that people are gonna hear. Just that intro guitar, and they're gonna be like, "What 
the hell is is this song even gonna turn into? Um, I think as far as um, what we wrote first, I feel like we went in there and I was I was kind of like, and my state of mind wasn't really like the healthiest when I went in to write the record. And I think because of that, um, when we started writing, it was a lot of the like the softer, like slower songs in the record um, that we wrote first because that's like, it's just where I was at like mentally at the time. Um, I think Gravity was one of the first ones we wrote, and then uh, and then we just we just kept going. And then as the energy picked up, like we wrote, we started like, all right, we we should write like a more energetic song. And then towards the end of the cycle was when we wrote Sick and Finesse. Um, and it's weird because like those two songs, so we started writing them towards the end. And like I'm not trying to like give anything away, um, but we wrote more songs than are on the record. And the songs that we wrote towards the end, and even some of the ones that didn't make the record, um, are legitimately some of the heaviest songs like I've written like ever. Um, but I think it's because of the progression of how we started writing and just the energy continuously went up. And then we're like, all right, we're just gonna start writing like a bunch of heavy stuff but by then we had already run out of time um i went over my time limit we were in the studio for about like a month and a half we were only supposed to be there like a couple of weeks <laughs> so yeah it kind of i was like well all right well we have more songs at least i'll say when the creative process is flowing you just got to keep doing it and with those even heavier ones that you're still like you you wrote for this album but you didn't use you can always still somewhat use them like maybe like an extended version or hold on to oh, it and yeah. have like an EP or maybe use them on the next album that you're coming out with. But it is very interesting to hear how you start out working on some of these songs that maybe had a little bit of a softer touch, a little bit lighter touch to them. And then as you were continuing to go through the process, building and building up on the energy to the point where, you know, when you get to those last couple of songs, you wrote like the singles that are out with Finesse and Sick, they have a few more like the heavier songs. Up the, they have a heavier yeah. relation to the songs of the Cloud City EP. Yeah. So I think, again, a lot of people are going to be open now to hearing what else you have due to the fact that we know yeah. that some of that heavier stuff is still there. Yeah, I well, I mean, I'm never gonna get rid of the heavier stuff. It's just I can't. I I love it. Um, I I wish we can get heavier. Um, it's just I have to figure out how to make it work for us. Like my thing is with with us now. Normally, I just write whatever the hell I want, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm just gonna do this and sing over it. Um, and that's been my thing with everything. But it's lately, I I. I don't want to say I care more now than I cared before, but I think I'm like picking out things in the music more now that I didn't necessarily hear before. Cause I'm just, I, I have not, my brain is like, my brain is just like constantly like, Oh, well, what about this? What about that? And so I, I want to do like heavier music, but I want it to be something that's like interesting and also still weird and still feels like us and works, you know? Okay. I totally understand that as well. And I think a lot of it has to do with, bringing in that same feel like it's going to be genuine varsity is going to be yeah. how you bring in some of these different like r&b and hip-hop mm -hmm. influence there along with how your voice ends up working through it because yeah. like i've heard some of the heavier stuff you've done with your voice and some of the lighter stuff you've done and i remember when we were talking from the first time we talked and i did that whole entire i figure out varsity and i talked about how on some of the earlier stuff your voice had kind of like a higher pitched <laughs> whine to it yeah. that kind of was a little more consistent yeah. than the cloud city p it kind of left and then here on yeah. this on this album there was one instance where I heard, I'm like, it kind of came back, but on the song that it came back on, I just listened, I'm like, I cannot get that chorus out of my head because the <laughs> way that it's done in that chorus with the backing instrumentals, it comes out the way you exactly need that wine to come out. So I'm like, this is, yeah. if you're going to bring it back, you're going to bring it back. And it was on Never Again. I'm like, yeah, you you definitely oh, yeah. hit on that one. <laughs> yeah, Never never Again was one of the songs where actually, uh, Never Again was the, I think the first song we wrote for the record really it was the very first one um and it, here's the funny thing um i didn't even write that song um i like i wrote the lyrics and the melodies but the instrumental like i didn't even write it um cody from wage war wrote that song um <laughs> so me and yep here's the most interesting story in the world so we did a we did a co-write together um never again obviously and uh when we when we were talking and we were on like zoom and everything and we were doing it uh we were thinking about just like what to write and because it's Cody, obviously, I feel like everyone expected, you know, expect him to write something like really super just balls to the wall heavy for us. And just talking and having fun, we're just like, yo, let's just let's just kind of write something else. Like, let's see what happens. And uh, we didn't even write it on electric. We wrote it as an acoustic song. And he was like, hey, give me like an hour and I'm going to have an instrumental ready for you. 
And it didn't even take him an hour. It's like a couple of minutes. He sent me back an MP3. He's like, what do you think of this instrumental? And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, this is perfect. Like, holy crap. Um, and so we got into the studio and uh, Andrew heard the song, our producer Andrew. And he was like, yeah, he's like, we're going to start with this one. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I, honestly, for me, even like, again, I like for me, I love the heavier stuff. So when I listen to this, I was like, again, thinking, is this going to be heavy? It's gonna be like, what is it going to be? But just the way that it worked and now hearing that it was written with Cody from Wage War. I mean, yeah. everyone's going to hear that and think, you know, or we can get something like Joey's going to basically go all Wage War high horse on our asses. But no, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's not that. And hearing how this was supposed to be an acoustic track at first, but a lot of it, like you bring in a lot more of these electronic instrumentals in there along with a lot of these, like sometimes, you know, some of the more melodic and heavier back instrumentals, it all worked off just with the way everything flowed together. Because like with the chorus, I'm thinking, look at my notes for the chorus as well from the instrumental standpoint, because you have the drums in there playing melodic, heavier style, guitars playing melodic, but rougher style underneath. And it seems like there's another guitar that's playing like a more melodic higher note over the top of everything. And it's louder <laughs> throughout the whole entire thing. And as I look at my notes again, I put, this is a fantastic, great payoff. <laughs> it feels like we're letting out the emotion that we are sorry for hurting others that we love and that we want to work on ourselves to make sure we better ourselves. I like this payoff heavier, but still light enough to flow with the entire song. Is yeah. So it's like, again, this is something that stuck, stuck out to me. And then your vocals over the top of it. That was the clincher even like, and it was a lot lighter of a vocal style, but it just yeah. fit in so well with the progression from the rest of the song. It was, yeah, it, it's interesting that you say that the, the vocal style was different because I did sing it differently. Like I, when we went to sing it, I had I had a completely, so I wrote that chorus, but I wrote it a little differently because when I demo things, I don't go like all out. And when I got into the studio, I was singing it and uh, I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't, it's not hitting the emotion I need. And I literally looked at Andrew and was like, hey, I'm going to have to, it's going to, it's going to get a little whiny, but I'm like, I have to like, I have to like get up here, like in that top of my range to like actually get this song to feel the way I want to. Um, it's also interesting that you said um, that you literally just spoke about like how the song is like wanting to do better and like feeling sorry for hurting people. The song is actually a love letter to myself. So I wrote the song from the, from the perspective of if I could go back in time and apologize to myself for all the shit that I put myself through. Like, what would I actually say? Cause you let yourself go. There's, I, I feel like maybe, I don't know if it's me, maybe everyone has this, but I'm like, there was a part of my, there was a time in my life where I feel like I let who I was go. And I, I knew that it wasn't the right thing to do, but I did it anyway. And now coming back like full circle and I'm older and stuff like that, like thinking back on it, I'm like, I would, I constantly let myself down to this point where I'm like, I, I could have not done any of this stuff and I could have saved myself from a lot of shit. And uh, I didn't. And so it's, it's funny because like that, it's actually exactly what you said. Like, but it's, it's like, I, I'm tired of hurting myself kind of a thing. Like I keep putting myself in those situations where things happen to me. And, you know, most people don't get the chance to, don't ever see that they should apologize to themselves for the things that they put themselves to. Like, in order to forgive someone else, you you have to forgive yourself first. Oh, absolutely. I remember, shoot, this was back in 2017. It was after me and uh, the like the one longtime girlfriend I had, we broke up and it was like I was taking heart and she kept telling me, like, if you're going to get over this, like, you're going to have to forgive yourself first. And it took me a while to realize yeah. that, but it was the it was the honest truth and it was all you yeah. know coming up with the music stuff in the podcast that really let me kind of forgive myself for it but I do understand what you're saying is like there's a lot of times where a lot of us want to go back in time and take a look at the things that we had done and potentially you know want to reverse course because we potentially mm -hmm. let ourselves go to not be the people we want to be hell for me most of the time that was like when I was in you know grade school and middle school because I was trying to fit in when all of a sudden I should have just kept doing what I wanted to do. And, you know, once I started doing that kind of felt like a little bit more of an outcast, but I was happier being the guy that, you know, listened to disturbed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's <laughs> to be fair though. Disturbed is also a great man. So <laughs> absolutely. But even like going back yeah, and never again as well, because talking about the chorus vocals, because you do get that wine to get up there though. And you do have this, like, again, it's lighter, a little bit scratchy, but it's a lot more forceful to hit that higher note. And 
as I put a look at my notes, I've heard a little bit of this whininess from him and his vocals before, and it has had a little bit of a too much of like that whininess quality. But this time, it makes total sense to have it in here. Yeah. It sounds like you're begging for the chance to keep working on this relationship, despite the flaws that the relationship has with even yourself when you let yourself go and whine and go back and apologize for it and potentially make some changes, but you can't do that. And we can feel like that as well when we are fighting for something or for someone that we care for, even if that is ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You're 180% right. It's crazy. Like You, you like nailed that. Like You, you got that. <laughs> When it, when it came to me looking through this album and like working on each song, I probably took three whole days to go through all the songs or like really try and nail them down because I wasn't going to, you know, half-ass this thing. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, man. It's, it, I mean, I, I appreciate it because I feel like you're one of the only people, if not the only person that actually does like deep dives on the music. Like, and it's like, damn, that's like super like, it's just nice to know that someone cares about the music enough to be like, I want to learn everything about this like the words and everything else and i want to know what the song is about and actually kind of put it together it's it's you know it's it's nice man i, I appreciate you for it <laughs> oh thanks man I mean, that means a lot because I, I love doing stuff because there's a lot of music that you know even for myself i know what i like but for some and i don't want to just discount a bunch of different kind of music because if you're bringing in different influences i'm like normally you know ooh, i'm not the biggest fan of that I don't want to discount that because maybe those influences and those different sounds really pull out a different emotion that really work. And on Never Again, it's just the lighter sound of that chorus, but just the vocals they use, it just, it makes total sense when you understand the meaning of the song and how it progresses. Because when you hit that mark, it just, it stands out to me as when I look, listen through this album and every time I go back and listen through it for the past couple of days, whenever I got to Never Again, I always knew exactly where that emotion was going to be, how it was going to hit. And it just made total sense. It was something I was looking forward to on every run through. Oh, well, that's, that's good. Cause <laughs> that actually makes you better. Cause never again was also one of the songs that I was like scared of. Um, even though we did that one first, like listening back to, I'm like, God, I've never written something like this. So this is, I wonder how people are going to take this kind of a thing. <laughs> well, I, I think again, it's just something where is, especially with the way that the album progresses, if they, if people listen to it from front to back, which I hope they do, it's of course, you're going to have finesse being the first song on the run through and sick being the fourth <laughs> song. So you're going to get some of the heavier stuff up front. Then you have, uh, I got to make sure I get the re- the other songs names, right? Because if <laughs> I don't, I'm going to be in. then you get soul second and uh, closer third. I just want to make sure I get those two in. With Saul, again, you're going to, like, especially from the intro, like you said, you're going to get something much different because I remember the first time I heard that, I was thrown off completely by how that song yeah. started. I was not expecting that in any yeah, sort of so way. We put that song second on purpose. Um, when I was putting together the, the list of songs, I'm like, huh, I'm like, I really want people to get into this record. Um, but then I also want them to... Uh, I want them to move from the first song into the second song and literally be like, wow, that first song is sick. And then the second song is like, what is this the same record? (laughs) (laughs) And that's how like, I came up with the idea of doing uh, soul second soul is actually one of my God. Soul was such a fun song to write. Also, like it was so much fun. I got, I don't think I've ever. Yeah. Well, why was it so much fun to write? Cause I got to know this. (laughs) I'm like a huge, like, johnny cash fan so to be able to be like oh you know what i really want to do i want to play like some like rockabilly stuff in like a metal song and actually be in the studio and start playing something and my producer look at me and be like i don't know what is that but keep that keep doing that like that that's what we're gonna do and then put it on the record and it actually makes sense and sound the way it sounds i'm like that to me was like holy crap like this is like uh, I don't know. It was, it's just a lot of, it made it more fun for me and more interesting because it, it's always fun to write things outside of what you would normally write, you know? And I feel like most people aren't gonna, most people that know me or that don't, you know, that just know me from the band don't know that I'm like a huge Johnny Cash turn or I'm into like country or rockabilly and nothing like that. So now they get like little pieces of that. Like, Oh man, this, this guy might be into other types of music aside from just pop, you know, and rock. I mean, that definitely threw me off when you said, like, you're a big fan of Johnny Cash. But, again, I mean, it threw me off. But after listening to Soul, I can see more of that connection rather easily. If I, if people, when people listen to this interview and have not listened to Soul yet, it's going to be like, uh, what's going on here? Like, yeah. what are we going to expect? <laughs> 
But trust trust me on this, everyone that's listening to the podcast when I say this. When it comes to Soul, yeah, that intro is going to throw you off completely after finesse. You're not going to expect what happens. However, just let it happen and really listen to it because it's going to start <laughs> out different. It's I'm not going I don't I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> but then you get to the verses and that it does keep up, but then you get this little more of like this like flam roll on the snare drum to keep the building of the energy throughout the whole entire thing. So, it's starting to bring in some of this heavier stuff in the background to really make sense. And then the chorus comes in and now you're bringing a little bit more of this fuller feel to it while keeping what the like the intro had in there to really let it kind of burst out a little bit with the drums. But the outro, oh, the outro of that chorus, yeah. oh, Lord. That was something where I'm like, okay, how did you blend all this together? And it's all the build of it, too, because when you get to that outro, it takes that same full of the chorus, but drops the guitars to a much heavier tone, brings in some extra energy song to show more of the power that is behind just love in a way. That's what it felt like. And I'm like, this yeah. is the part of the song that brought me in. But as it transitions back to the verses with kind of the feel of what you had in the original verses, the coolest yeah. thing about it was it did not feel forced in any sort of way. It felt like yeah. it just naturally <laughs> progressed back in there because the energy level that you had built up kind of just bringing it back down to where the verses were. It wasn't that big of a drop. It kept the flow going with how fast of a pace it is. So, I mean, it just makes sense. So it, that was one of the, the main things that I was kind of, I was having fun with, but I was also kind of scared of because I was like, I, I love this style of music. I love obviously I love metal and I love like country rockabilly, all that stuff. But I'm just like, I never want any of my songs to feel forced. I don't want it to feel like a gimmick. If I'm gonna do this, I want it to feel like it it belongs where it is and it's just a natural progression of like instruments and things like that. Um and again, that's part of what made it fun, like just trying to figure out like how am I gonna make this work? And then hearing the pro, you know, the final product that and just listen to him be like holy crap <laughs> like i can't believe i made that work i think the biggest reason why you make it work is because when you have the energy from that outro of the chorus it is heavier but you do have a higher energy to it but then when you go back to the to the verses it's that special thing you have in there that i'm gonna you know keep saying yeah. the special thing so everyone has forced to listen to it without spoiling it it does have a faster pace to it so it keeps that energy up, but it keeps up in a different way. But just the, the fact that energy is consistent between the outro of the chorus and the verses, that's where it feels so natural because it is a huge shift, but it doesn't feel like a huge shift. It doesn't feel like it's forced yeah. at all. Well, energy is important. Man. Like, yeah, I, I love energetic songs. So like keeping the energy to it um, was definitely like one of the things that I, I kept in mind. I was like, all right, this has to be. If this is what we're going with, we, it has to be like balls to the wall the whole time. Energy, 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 energy. All the way up until the very, I guess, the last big part of the song. <laughs> yeah, up until that last like big part of the song where you kind of slow it up. But then all of a sudden you do build right back into that energy. Mm-hmm. And I think you remember if I built, if you remember correctly, you build it with kind of like just dropping the instrumentals back and letting your voice kind of carry that energy back in. And then the chorus instrumentals hit back in. And again, it's building that energy in a way that really makes sense to the flow of the song because by using your voice to kind of build into that and then you hit the chorus and your vocals continue on that trend, it feels natural to progress through that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad it feels natural to progress through that. I'm also like glad you like the song because that there are two songs on the record that I'm the most afraid of, one of them being Soul and the other one being 11 a.m. And so if you enjoy Soul, I'm like, all right, cool, I'm... I'm in the clear here, man. <laughs> oh, then let's go into 11 a.m. Because I remember that's, that's, as everyone wants to know, that is the last song that is on this record. And that was the one where I listened to this thing. And this one, it as I'm looking at my little overall synopsis, this song really does something different than all of the others. I put that yeah. as the initial part of my overall. So I got to ask, so everyone knows, why are you also most nervous about 11 a.m.? Um... 11 a.m. is not a metal song like it's not I don't even think it's 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 literally just a ballad like it's 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 really stripped down um there's not a lot to it and it's the most personal song on the record um and I remember writing that instrumental and uh me and me and Andrew sat down and I I had I think I wrote that song like four or five times um, and I had different lyrics each time, but I was like, this is not, it's not hitting the way I want to. And um, one of the nights I went home and uh, I was, you know, I was just thinking like, I, I have, I feel like I'm singing about the wrong thing. Like I need to sing about something 
that I'm, I'm singing about things that I feel like, oh, maybe like people would like this, but I'm like, with this song, I should just do this one for myself. And uh, I never get the chance to talk about like my personal life. Um, most of the time, that's not like something that I usually share. Um, and then with this song, I was like, I actually want to sing about, I'm going to sing about my daughter and like wanting to do something, wanting to be something bigger than just me, you know? And uh, I, I went in the studio, I sang the song and I remember Andrew being like, I sang the first couple of lines because I showed him, I was like, hey, I want to try something different. He had the first couple of lines and here's the chorus. And before I even finished it, he was like, yeah, he's like, I need you to go in there and just do it all right now. Um, and also the song was, it's not as layered as the other one. So, you know, like when you record, you'll go in, you'll do a first verse and a second verse and kind of thing. 11 a.m. is really raw to the point where it was like, I would sing entire sections of songs um, and just like, and I would like one shot it and he'd be like, that's the take. Like, I don't need anything else. Like, don't worry about it. And so it was really, it was a really different process for me. And I know like, it's a slower song. There's not really a lot going on in it. And I wonder what people are going to feel like as they reach the end of the album and get to that song. Well, I'll put it this way. When I was looking through it, because of course I always try and figure out the meaning of this thing. And I'm going to, I'm going to read for you what I have for as what I thought the meaning was for the song, because I think yeah. it absolutely hits on what you were going for. I saw yeah. meaning is about being the best person you can be for your children as parents. You watch your kids grow up and you love all the things that they do and you always want to be seen as the person your kid can come to and run to whenever they need you. You want to be their hero and understand that they will love you just as much as you love them. So make sure it's an unconditional love. 180%. Yes. <laughs> also, 11 a.m. was uh, the title of the song was the, the first moment I saw her. Um, so she was born at I want to say like nine something in the morning. Um, but when, uh, when she was born, they like kind of, she, she was like wrapped up in like her mom's like, this is like a super personal thing, but whatever. She was like wrapped up like in her mom's umbilical cord kind of thing. So they had to like cut that out. And then she had like a little bit of complication. So they pulled us out of the room. And the first time I got to see her was about like two hours later at 11 AM when they were like, this is your, this is your, your daughter. This is your little girl. So it's like a super personal song, but, um, I, I'm glad I got to do it. And I hope other people enjoy that song like as much as i enjoy singing it <laughs> uh, dang that is i mean that is personal as it gets and i i'll include this in there because when i was listening to this album when i really got to go through the initial run through it it was a week after i was following two weddings i went to with two of my very good friends getting married on each weekend so i i was kind of you know always kind of in that mode to think about this but I still remember like all the speeches that there because it's it was each a guy got married. Yeah. Most of my friends, it was like their their brides, it's their fathers were the ones that were talking and that gave a speech. Yeah. And then, you know, doing like the daddy daughter dance, you know, like father of the bride, dance of the bride dance, all mm -hmm. that good kind of stuff. It's like when I was listening to this song, I kept thinking about the moments of like seeing those because again, it was fresh in my head. And hearing how this worked, I'm thinking, can you imagine how many people are gonna listen to this song? And feel the like the impact and intensity, especially if a father listens to it. All of a sudden, you get to that point where it's yeah. like, okay, your daughter's getting married. This is a song that you could easily pull out for that dance, and it fits so many different purposes because it shows the love that a father has for their child, especially for their daughter, and just shows that how much of an important person they want to be in their lives and how they want to be seen as that person that they can run to when there's a problem. That's always gonna love them no matter what. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's also like funny because we started off by talking about Never Again and um, like Never Again is a song about wanting to go back and apologize to myself. But when it, it kind of ties into 11 a.m. because wh when I'm singing that song, like as I'm singing that song like in the lyrics, like I talk about how like I want to change. And the only reason why I even wrote 11, I mean, um, Never Again about going back and wanting to go back and apologize because now I have this love for my daughter. So that it's it, it's the end song on the record but it's like it's kind of like in a sense like this is where the story begins like it, it was this and this caused the change that made me start experiencing all these things and want to and eventually want to go back and you know apologize to myself and forgive myself for, for things and stuff so it's a uh, it's it's interesting man. like this this record is is definitely interesting to me I and it's it's weird because also it's my record but sometimes I listen to it and I'm I have to pause and think like, did I really just do that? Like, did I actually say that? 
man, you're starting to make like me get emotional, like in my chest right now. I was just like, you're in this <laughs> and going through 11 a.m. as well. It's because you said it's just like it kind of just it sticks, sticks out as a completely different style because it kind of has more of this just flowing feel, it doesn't have this layered feel to it like a normal song would. And I did pick up on that because you really stick with this one sound instrument with more of an acoustic ballad style to create that feel. But by doing that, it really allowed your vocals to show what they could do with different tones and some like lighter tones, just kind of a little bit more of this higher pitch as well, just to really let it out. And those vocals to me show the loving embrace and happiness of basically watching your child grow up to the vocal bridge. It makes you feel like you have successfully seen your child grow into the best person that they can be. And you were there to watch them, guide them and be there for them every step of the way. And literally the last yeah. three words I put in that, and that overall is, is be their hero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, that's exactly, that's the chorus, man. Like, I just, I like, literally, I just want to be your hero. I just want to be someone that you're like, you know, my dad was like, he was the guy, like whenever I need anything, like he, ne he always knew exactly what to say to make me feel better about any situation I was in. And what, putting it at the end of the album too, it was something where going through the whole entire thing when I got to the end, it was one that really got me because it was that, you know, Easter egg kind of thing where I'm like, what am I going to expect? Like, where's like the, like the yeah. thing that just sticks out, like that just is like hidden in there, but sticks out. And that is it because it's like the rest of the record, you're putting all these different styles in there. Again, the rock, metal, hip hop, army, all this stuff in there. But then you get to this and it's just, yeah. you're just kind of letting the emotion come out and it fits so so well at the back end of the, of the album to really kind of lead us into potentially, like you said, kind of the start of the story, but it feels like I could go through the album, go from top to bottom. And then after hearing that, then kind of, you know, go in reverse and kind of tell the story yeah. from, back, <laughs> from like where it's supposed to, yeah. where it's supposed to end instead of like kind of building it the opposite way. You can listen to this yeah, album in many was, different it, ways. It's going to work. Yeah. I actually built the record that way. I was like, Oh, it'd be cool if like I can get to the end of the record and then you hear that song and that, actually the start of the story and if you listen to the album backwards you still get that story like you're just like oh crap like you can listen to it both ways and be like i understand all of this um which is which is really uh which is really another fun thing too because i never this is our first lp so i never got to put together an album like that you know like with an ep it was like all right well let's kind of put it together and i put the songs you know in an order that i thought they fit but with this was like i'm kind of telling a story more of a story so and with the order that you put them into, again, it fits so well to kind of get to that. And when you get to that end, it just opens up the album in a completely different mindset than you initially had started it with. So then you can go yeah. back through it the other way and feel it the exact same story in a completely different emotion based yeah. off of 11 a.m. The album also gets sadder as you get into it. So it's really funny because I, I don't think I did that on purpose. But I think subconsciously, like when you start from song one and you get to like, I think by the time you reach like song five or six, it starts getting sadder in topic. And you're like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> and you realize it's just going through like the record kind of takes you on this like emotional ride. And then you end up at 11 a.m. and you're like, holy crap, like this is it was all leading to this one moment. Well, yeah, because after sick, when you have paranoid in there, it just really starts to change a little bit of a different tone with that more, with, with more topics yeah. that get more emotional, a little bit more heavy. Because like with sick, with finesse, it's, you're, you do get, you do touch on some things, but again, it has a little more of a heavier quality to it. So yeah. a lot of us have like the heavier side of ours, like we're really into, into the sound and we can get into the message after the sound, but then you get into pressure. It's like, okay, now we're starting to get a little bit deeper. You go to never again, we always, and it just keeps building from there up until you get to 11 a.m. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely one of those things that like when you start the record, you have one feeling, but as you keep listening, you're like, oh man, this is turning into something completely different. That's why using the word dynamic to describe this thing, I think is the best way to put it because as we start out again, like for myself, I'm like, okay, listening to finesse, I'm like, okay, I'm liking where this is going. Listening to soul, again, it's it, like the start of it just th throws you for a loop, but it just keeps working. <laughs> yeah. Cl closer, I do want to get into uh, right after this, just because that song, like that's another one that sticks out to me for a completely different reason. Sick was one hell of a you know first single to put out there, but then you get you know you keep going in, you get into paranoid, and all of a sudden the sounds kind of change up a little bit, but the emotions change. But now you're really starting to get deeper into yourself, and that yeah. in the album from your vocals to the rest of the instruments to what you put in there, everything seems to get more dynamic as you go through. And then you get to 11 a.m. and it feels like you went through this full-on experience as it will start out, you know, maybe a little bit more narrow, but then opened up kind of like reverse yeah. funnel. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're actually 100% correct. It's kind of like a funnel in a little bit. It's like, but it's like upside down. So it's like, oh, you go to like the thin part and then it just like, like falling into a cave and then the cave just opens up and you're like, there's so much more in here that I didn't expect. <laughs> that actually sounds like a good, better analogy than the reverse yeah. <laughs> funnel. You fall into a cave and all of a sudden it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's like, ah! Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely one of yeah. those things. Yeah, but one song that really, stick, like, really did stick out to me as well personally was Closer. And a lot of it was the flow of the entire song because the instrumentals had this like heaviness behind them like that you had in there. But then you had this electronic, more like hip hop kind of style over it. And the flow of the vocals, it was like, you know, you're really mixing hip hop with some of this like harder rock metal style. I'm just thinking... Yeah. And it doesn't, it's like, I've heard that before, kind of thinking, you know, new metal, but this does not sound like new metal at all. Like it has its own yeah. <laughs> identity to it, which I'm thinking, honestly, I could literally hear this song. If you put this on, you know, your, your rock station, that's, you know, in your local area, it fits on there. You could put this on your local pop hip hop station and the flow of it still fits on it. Like yeah, this song so might be <laughs> like, when it comes to commercially, the most dynamic, wide reaching song that you could have made. Yeah, so it's funny that you say that Closer actually is the song where instrumentally when I when we put it together, I was like, all right, this is like, it has like all of that like commercial appeal to it, but I don't, I'm not a, I don't think of myself as like a commercial singer. So I'm like, huh, how do I make this fun? Because the instrumental is like fun and bouncy, but I'm like, all right, I how do I bring like that, like a different type of bounce, like a hip hop, pop kind of bounce into like this like rock bounce that it kind of has. Um and I, I feel like I kind of did it. Um, Close is also a really funny song to me because of the topic. Um, I never wrote a song like Closer where I'm literally just talking about like, oh, I'm, you know, you go out um, and you meet someone and then you're just like, oh, like this, the situations you get in, you're like, I kind of love this situation. And I want it to go further. And I think, I think it's important too, because in, in the world nowadays that we live in, you can't really say anything. Like everyone is scared of literally saying anything. And Closer was one of the songs where I had to stop myself. And I'm like, do I really want to talk about this? Like, do I really want to talk about like me going to a bar and meeting people and wanting to go home with them? But then it's like, actually, yeah, like I, it's just something that I live through. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. Like if, if someone else enjoys it, then they'll enjoy it, you know, but it, it was, it was definitely one of the more fun topics for me because I mean, everyone goes out everyone meets people and everyone gets into situations where they're just like, I love this situation. Like I, <laughs> you secretly just like, I love being here, man. I love this spot. <laughs> Dude, I can totally agree with you on that one. And that's really where I think the song kind of really worked out, especially from you had more of that like rock bounce to the instrumental flow, but you had electronics in there to really kind of bring forward this more hip hop style. But then it's your vocal and just the progression of it from like a, with the verses, it kind of has like a slower build to it. And all of a sudden you get these little bursts in the pre-chorus. The chorus just has an incredible flow through it, through and through. That really fits more in that hip hop style. But what ends up happening is you bring in that topic. It's something that really kind of fits in more with that bouncy flow. However, it's also something that, not going to lie, how many of us have gone through something like that? How many of us have decided to go out? It's like, you know, and you, you're hoping that maybe, you know, you meet someone, you get to go home with them for the night. You know, it's something yeah. that if you went to college, that was kind of like almost like 90% yeah. of the goal. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, no one wants to be alone. You can go out and meet someone and they just like, oh my God, I want to spend the entire night with this person. Like I literally just want to, I want to be engulfed in this person's life for even if it's just the next 24 hours. Um, and that's what Closer was. Closer was literally me literally telling the story like, oh, I went to a bar and I, you know, I had a couple of drinks with this person and I got so into them that I'm like, I just want to be yours for 24 hours. Just give me 24 hours and let me get to like, just let me get to experience your life for like a day. Um, and it, it actually came out really, it came out really fun. And, and I, I honestly want to perform that song live so bad, <laughs> so bad. Well, I mean, by the time this comes out, you're going to be out on tour, like I said, with the guys from Kingdom Collapse because, well, yes, I love those guys having the pot. I've had Jonathan on the podcast, I think, three times already, and I haven't had yeah. him on yet in 2021. So December rolls around. Once yeah. you guys are done with tour, I'm going to have him out. We're going to talk about that, too. We're going to talk about yeah, what he are. thought about your performance as well. So <laughs> I hope you play Closer yeah. Live because that thing's going to be fun as all hell to play. It's funny because we have it, we have it in our set now. 
and, and we know how to play we practice and everything else but we we're trying to think we're like well if the, we don't know if the song if there's going to be enough time for it or if that's going to be a song when the record's out that people want to hear because you know you have to you live is a, a little bit different you have to play the songs that you want to play but also you got to give the fans like their fan favorites and things like that so it's it's weird because we we want to play but we also don't want to stuff fans like too much new music at once you know like there are still some fans who just love listening to the cloud city ep and they want us to play all of cloud city and i'm like okay well we also got a record coming out so it's it's getting to that point now where we really have to choose what songs you want to play live and it's kind of hard it really is hard it's, it's going to be something that as you continue on your career, it's going to be something that's going to increase in difficulty because the more music you come out with, the more fans are going to latch on to certain songs as well. And whenever you release something new, you're going to want to play as much new stuff as possible, but you're going to have to balance out what you play that's new and what you play that is going to yeah. be. Because, I, I mean, hell, I saw Rise Against three times already this year, and they yeah. put out a record this year. And I think they played, every time I saw them live, they played maybe three songs off of the new record in a hour and a half set. And sometimes it was four, but it's like, I'm like, thinking, yeah. as much as I'd like to hear more of since like they're starting to play like savior or prayer, the refugee. And I'm just yeah. all into it because well, how can I yeah. not be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. Cause like, uh, I know some fans are like, Oh my God, please play sick. And I'm like, yeah, we, we do play sick. And then we have other fans who are like, please play finesse. And I'm like, yes, we do play finesse. And then, there are the other there are other fans who are like no we just want you to play all of cloud city and i'm like well we have to play the newer songs also so it's interesting but it's also you know it's part of the life <laughs> it's part of life and it's 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 the problem of it's a it's a good problem to have where you have the problem of having so many things you have to work with so it's you're picking all the you're picking the best out of all the good things yeah yeah 100% well hopefully all the best ones <laughs> you never know you never know. I mean, you're going to end up sometimes playing stuff that might, you know, you want to play off some of the fans. I'd be like, okay, maybe this wasn't the best choice to play live for them, but you're going to have to balance that out. Also, if you're able to put it in there in a way that really fits in with the whole live set and the flow of the energy of the, of the show, then you can really make, you know, a song that might not necessarily be a fan favorite, but one of your favorites, you can turn that into a fan favorite like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully we turn all these songs into fan favorites. <laughs> hopefully you do. I mean, again, you guys are going out with King Collapse, and if anyone has a chance to go see them on that run in November, I suggest you do, I highly suggest you do. Unfortunately, <laughs> the close place you guys are coming to me is four and a half hours away on a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, it's so this is our last tour for the year. Oh, sorry, man. It's our last <laughs> tour for the year, and we want to do something longer, but we're pretty much booked for like a lot next year. And so we're like, all right, we'll finish off the year with something small and then enjoy the holidays. And next year we're like going to hit the ground running, man. Like we're probably going to end up doing the entire U S a couple of times by the time next year, like it, during next year. So it's, you know, yeah, this will be fun. A fun little small tour to prepare for all the bigger things that we have to do the longer runs. Can I make one, one small plea to you, Joey, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you please come and play a show somewhere near me? It can be two hours away because that's like kind of like the limit on a weekday. I, <laughs> so, I promise. I promise uh, we will. We're, we're gonna hit. We're gonna hit so many places. I'll say so. Whether it's you know me in Milwaukee because that's the easiest for me, or if you go to Madison, Wisconsin, if you go up to Green Bay, Wisconsin, or if you go to Chicago, which I mean that's probably gonna be the most like because it's Chicago. It's the third largest city in America. Yeah. Like that, I'm like I see that. I'm like boom, I'm there. Yeah, it, we we do have. I think we have Chicago booked already a couple of times. Um, I want to say we do. I can't give too much away, but you'll see us next year. I guarantee you'll see us next year. <laughs> I'm definitely making it happen. And uh, one other thing I do want to talk about is something we talked about before we start recording is the fact that it seems like with Varsity, I mean, when it's coming to you doing everything, I mean that is an understatement. The fact that you are printing all the merch, like, and when I say in house, uh, yeah. you are literally printing it in your house yeah <laughs> yeah so i i turned my house into like a business warehouse now so i i now write and record all my music here i design and print all of my merch my house is also a gym now on certain days so like i have in between printing shirts i get a little get a little workout in <laughs> yikes and if anyone uh if you guys are listening to this, if you're on you know the varsity cult page if you're online if you've seen anything from joey 
You'll see that at one point he did a misprint of a shirt that actually seemed <laughs> to work out really, really, really well. for. And you know what? If you make a misprint like that, just keep making yeah. misprints, man, because sometimes you come up with some cool shit. Yeah. Dude, it's funny. I actually made that misprint, and I there are other shirts that I've misprinted already, and I'm like, maybe I should just take all of these on tour and just throw them out and just be like, throw them on the table and be like, hey, listen, here's a bunch of shirts that I kind of misprinted at home. I'll sign whatever the hell you want, and <laughs> you go if you want. It's a one-of-a-kind kind of thing. But that specific misprint, um, I was, like, super tired, man. Like, I was printing shirts till, like, 3 in the morning, <laughs> like, the night before, and then I woke up and had to restart printing shirts and doing music and things. So it was a long night for me. <laughs> well, one thing I will say also outside that is, there's been plenty of stories of bands working incredibly hard, you know, grinding to the bone to make sure that they make sure that their dreams, that their goals in life come true. I've seen rigorous touring schedules as constantly released music, constant connection to social media, all of this. And when it comes to you, Joey, I mean, I, I'm you're like the epitome of it with the fact that you are <laughs> writing, recording, every, you've got all this stuff in the house. You're literally a printing shirts. You're printing all the merch in house and then you're going on a tour this yeah. year in november to prepare for a massive tour schedule in 2022 with the release of welcome home with what's going to happen with it because you already got a lot of uh you know a lot of energy and a lot of momentum coming off the cloud city ep with this of course you're getting a lot of energy off of sick and finesse as well when it releases i just keep seeing that energy flowing and just keep seeing varsity growing to the point where you know it's going to be a high demand thing varsity is going to be in high demand for 2022 <laughs> I hope so, man. Like we we have a lot of good things coming up. Um, a lot of them make me really nervous because it's at the point now where some things are being offered to us, and I'm just like, I cannot believe this is like this is really my life. Um, but you know, I you also got to keep working. Like I got to keep a level head, man. And I I as much as I complain about being busy, I also kind of love it. Like I love being able to do like all of my own things and have the freedom to do it and put it out. And also makes it more personal you know, or personable with people, you know, like to be like, Hey, I printed this shirt and I did this home and it makes it nice to people because they're like, Oh, you don't go through like a big company and a big manufacturer. Like everything you do, I'm getting directly from you. And I'm like, yeah, it's got that personal touch to it. And that also speaks to just your online presence as well. Because remember when I first talked to you, I kept talking about how your online presence, you're constantly talking with people, you're constantly commenting people that comment on your stuff as well. And just keep up that feeling of that, you know, you're actually connected to the fans. And from that last podcast to this one, that level has not dipped in any sort of way. Like every time I see it, yeah. I still see you counting on everybody's stuff. I still see you just like making posts and, you know, anytime someone responds, you're responding right back. You're, you're, a, you're available. Hell, anytime I post yeah. something that is varsity related, I always see either the varsity page or you like comment. Yeah. I'm just like, well, shit. It's, All right. I, I always keep my phone on like, just like loud just the loudest setting because i'm like i i hate when i i hate when i miss things because i still feel like we're tiny and i don't want to miss the opportunity to talk to the people that are that are supporting us now because i know i know that there is going to come a time where if this band gets bigger there'll be too many people for me to you know get to all day and so i'm like well, while i have the opportunity to talk to everyone now i sh i might as well take advantage of it you know yeah take advantage of it while you have it Absolutely. And it just, again, it speaks to just the hardworking nature of varsity, but it's also the correct hardworking nature. It doesn't seem like it's busy work. It's anytime you're doing something, you're doing something that's going to further increase, you know, the trajectory of the band. It's going to further increase what you are doing. And again, from yeah. when it comes to just commenting on people that are commenting on your stuff, you're increasing that bond between yourself, the band, and the fans as well. Not only just the fan that you comment on, but everyone that sees that you're consistently commenting on everybody else up and connecting with them from the shirts that you're making personally. And yes, I know you said like, it's sometimes feel like you're way too busy, but it's like you said, it's happy. It's like a happy thing because yeah. you're busy working towards the goal that you have set forth in life. You're not working towards anybody yeah, else's exactly. goal. Yes. It's you're working towards what you want to do. And that's what makes it the most fun for me because I'm not, it's not like I'm making someone else rich. I'm literally doing everything for my own, like just for my career. And that is like, it's such a good, such a good feeling, man. <laughs> hey, it's something where, you know, we're you're, just from hearing it and hearing the voice in your, uh, hearing the energy in your voice, it's somewhere you can tell that it's genuine. It's something you can tell that you're consistently energized by it to the point where, again, 
printing t-shirts at three in the morning in your house. I mean, who else is going to do that <laughs> unless if you're just completely motivated and wanting and willing to make sure that your goals in life are going to be achieved? Yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta put in the work. Like I, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer of I, my label's great and everything else, but I'm, I'm not shit without the people who support me. And I can't do this without like fans and the people who support me are like literally my lifeline right now. It's like, it's like, a, they're like the blood running through my veins. I'm like, you gotta, I gotta give something back. Like I cannot just have them there. It's like, oh my God, yeah, you're a fan. Like, thank you for being a fan. It's like, no, dude, you put in the work to make them happy because they're responsible for everything I'm doing now anyway. Yeah, and when you go out on tour as well, you're going to see those people show up in person and you're going to be able to, you know, foster those connections even greater in like face-to-face again. And there's something that, you know, the pandemic robbed from us, but now the fact that, again, you're able to go out and play Cloud City out for people and all of a sudden you got Welcome Home coming out as well. There's going to be so much new music that we haven't heard live that we're going to be able to hear for live for the first time, connect with people like that, and just really, again, increase those positive connections that you have with the fans. That's going to go such a long way to the point where, I mean, you're going to go out on tour with King Collapse, and it's, I feel like half the room is going to be Varsity fans, half the room is going to be King Collapse fans, and by the end of the night, it's going to be, everyone's going to be a Varsity and King Collapse fan. I can't remember who else is going to be the opening band on that, but whoever the opener is, I can't remember the name, but they got on a good tour with you guys, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the opening band is Silent Trust. Um, I honestly, I've been thinking about this tour a lot, and I'm like, this is a really good tour to end my year. And if for the exact same reason that you said, I've I've listened to Kingdom Collapse for a while now, and I'm also watching their trajectory too. And I'm like, this is cool, man. Like two bands who are like kind of doing the thing right now, and it's like, and we got sandwiched together on this tour, and I'm like, this is gonna be probably the most fun tour. I've got a feeling that you're gonna th- you're gonna think that, and it's gonna become a thing. Like it will be because uh, yeah. again, I've yeah. met Jonathan before. I met the guys from Capital King Claps before. I know who they are. I know how much like they work as they work almost. I would say almost as hard or just as hard as you because I'm not sure if they print yeah. their own merch like you do. Like that's just something that's incredibly <laughs> wacky. But it's something where it's just the energy and the willingness and the want and the desire to achieve the goals that you have. It's similar between King Collapse and similar between you guys and Varsity as well. So when you guys are on that tour, it's and just seeing how these bands are growing between both and the trajectory that you guys are both on, it makes so much sense to have you guys on a tour really close out 2021 because yeah. it's kind of like, you know, who's going to be, who are going to be the bands that you're going to want to make sure you know of continually that are going to keep growing in like 2022, 2023? Just go, just go to this tour. There are two perfect examples yeah. right there for you. Yep, 180%. Um, also, I just, my cat just like jumped from like one side of my living room to the other one and just like, and I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got so distracted. You were talking, she was jumping. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> that would not be the first time where animals have distracted members that I've had on the podcast. I've Dude, had. My, they are like running around right now and like, I, I love it, but I'm also just, I watch them and I'm like, why do you do this to me? Like, what? <laughs> like, why now? Just, just out of all times. Why now? Yeah, just sleep. Just sleep. <laughs> hey, at least, it's, at least, hopefully they're not doing that at three in the morning when you're printing shirts, though. Oh, they do. They're part of the reason why I'm printing shirts at three in the morning. They wake me up and I'm like, I have nothing else to do now except for you know print shirts. <laughs> like, and so I'm just gonna keep doing it because I try, I try to not work overnight, like not tire myself out, but I'm just obsessed with working sometimes, man. Like sometimes I'll go to sleep dreaming about the thing I was just doing, and now I'm like. I got to wake up and finish this. Like, I got <laughs> I got to do this. Hey, 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 when the iron's hot, you got to strike. That is very true. That is very, very, very true. <laughs> That's very true. All right. As we're going to close out this podcast, when it comes to Welcome Home, I have compiled a full on overall, and I have no idea how long this actually is because this might be the longest final thought I've ever written about. And um, so I put, as my final thought for everyone listening and for joy, this is my final thought on Welcome Home. The first full album, first full LP from Varsity sees what we expect from the bands in some capacity. What we have is a consistent mixture of hip-hop and R&B elements at the beginning of the songs, only for heavier rock and metal science to come in to create a dynamic mix between the two. But the only way this will work on a consistent basis is with artistic integrity, and this album is full of it. Closer, Sick, Lovesick really show this in every aspect of the word. 
as they work to integrate rock and metal styles with beginning hip-hop, pop, and rap elements. Once the breakdown's hitting these, it feels so natural to fit in with the hip-hop elements to make these heavier songs and the album just completely stand out. Joey's vocal range works so well alongside these different stylings. He is able to use more of like a whispered and soft clean style alongside the hip-hop R&B and pop elements to create a flow that really lets you get into the ideas around relationships with others yourself and going after your dreams when others don't think you can do it. But then he goes with louder, sometimes a little bit wider, scratch your vocals to really get a leg up and mix in well with the heavy realization that the heavier courses want to show us. Now, this album is dynamic and not every song will be perfect because it is so dynamic. But what this album does is have the perfect blend of many different styles that will show varsity to the world as the chameleon band. This band has the ability to blend into almost any single genre seamlessly mix with other genres seamlessly and have a major chance to be one of the biggest artists across the entire music industry by 2030. I have no words. That was absolutely perfect. You also <laughs> called us the chameleon artists. And I'm like, I love that. I, <laughs> I absolutely love that. Oh, why didn't I think of that? I'm not, I'm not as cool as you are. <laughs> <laughs> what am I feeling? All of a sudden, like I'm gonna see tomorrow. I'm gonna see like in the next couple of days, like before you go on tour, you're gonna have a shirt that says Varsity's gonna have a chameleon on, and be like, I know where that came yeah. from. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get a picture of a chameleon. I'm gonna put on a shirt, and I'm like, this is our band now, chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I was trying to think oh, of a man. way, like, how can I think of something that like mixes so well within its environment? I'm like, it, the first thing came, I'm like, it's gotta be a chameleon because. It can blend in so well with its environment. Like, again, you guys, you're blending rock and metal. Like, you bring hip-hop elements, you bring pop elements, you bring R&B elements, you bring rap elements. You bring in so many different elements into this stuff. And I'm just thinking, the only way you can do this is with artistic integrity and do it well. And because you guys do it so well every step, I'm just thinking, chameleon, that's got to be the proper word for it. Dude, uh, that is, I love it. I love it. I'm never changing that. I'm, when people ask, like, oh, what kind of music you are? It's like, I don't know. We're like a chameleon band, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> You throw us on a wall and we'll just blend in with it like that. <laughs> so we do. Well, that, that's the thing. It's like, because I'm thinking about it. Literally, you could throw your guys on pretty much any single tour package and it's going to fit. I hope so, man. We we have some pretty interesting tour packages for next year. <laughs> so, As much as I want to hear about them, um, I know you probably can't talk about them, so I'm not going to ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I would, I, if I would, I, you know, I would have done it already, but <laughs> if I could, I wouldn't, but. Exactly. See, I've learned a thing or two about this, about this business. So Joey, (laughs) as we bring this second incredible podcast with you to a close, I always like to give you a chance to say anything you want to say, promote everyone, promote, plug everyone, plug at the end of the episode. So Joey, floor is yours. Uh, Listen to Varsity. That's it. That's all. (laughs) Just please listen to Varsity. (laughs) That is, that is one way to put it. So now it's time for me to end with three things. So yeah, you just heard us talk all about Varsity. You heard us talk all about the brand new EP, Welcome Home, which comes out on November 19th. So here is what I want you all to do. I want everyone to go to the links in the description of the podcast, whether you're on YouTube or on Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, or Amazon. Here's what you're going to do. There are going to be so many links for you to follow. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Join the Varsity Cult group that is on Facebook. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Follow them everywhere you can. Listen to them on Spotify Music wherever you can and pre-order, pre-save the album. I'll link their website as well and a link where you can get their merch as well. We can get some of these cool shirts that Joey makes. And I want you guys to go out, <laughs> pre-order something, buy a shirt because you know who's going to do something like that and you know who already has done something like that? This guy. And if I haven't already done something like that, you know what? I'm going to do something like that right after we hang up on this call because that seems like one hell of an idea. And I'll make sure you guys all know about it. So again, Look at scripts of the podcast, links, labels, everything you need to know. So come join us, follow Varsity, listen to Varsity, everything you need, and pre-order and pre-save. Welcome home. Second thing, well, Joey, remember the first night you on the podcast, I made a promise to you, it was when I see you perform live for the first time, first round's on me. Well, I haven't seen you play live yet, and I've had you on the podcast twice. It's not first <laughs> round's on me, it's first two rounds on me. <laughs> yes another round <laughs> so when 2022 comes around and i get a chance to see you guys for that because i know it's gonna be 2022 yep i'm gonna, I'm gonna be there be ready all of a sudden it's like okay first round on me all of a sudden second round yep i got it <sighs> done <laughs> sick <laughs> yeah so joey as i close out this podcast it is definitely not goodbye because i love your podcast no. every single time i love talking to you 
And I can't wait to do this again, but also get to meet you in person, see you perform live. So goodbye. Hell no, it's not goodbye. It's still. See you later. See you later. Whoa, whoa, folks, I've been interviewed with Joey from the band Varsity. Again, Welcome Home comes out on the 19th. You're going to want to follow along with everything Varsity has to offer. All of their socials. You want to become a member of the Varsity Cult page on Facebook. You're going to want to follow along and subscribe to them on YouTube. You're going to want to buy some merch like I'm going to do literally right now. Also, you're going to want to stream your music pre-order, you know, the new album Welcome Home. You're going to do everything to follow along these guys because if you comment on something that they make, they're going to comment back to you because they are just that way. And it's absolutely incredible to really foster that great relationship between bands and fans. One of the hardest working bands out there. So make sure you do it. Make sure you, you know, follow along with them, subscribe their stuff, share their music, pre-save it, pre-order it. Man, it's going to be worth it. Also want to, you know, make sure you guys are following us, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know, if you're following the podcast, subscribe to it on YouTube or Spotify podcast. I heard you or Amazon. I want to thank you guys. If not, link description below for everything with varsity stuff, our stuff. Be sure to do that. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness and Custom Debuts for your sponsorships. Again, their pre their sale codes that you get 15% off from Phoenix Fitness and 10% off from Custom Debuts are in the description of the podcast along with the links as well to make it as easy as possible on you. Now, again, when I said that Varsity is a chameleon band, that might be one of the most accurate representations I've ever heard and said. So make sure you get a chance. To, if you're able to see them on tour with our friends in King Collapse, Please go and do that. You will not be disappointed. Make sure you go support these guys. Make sure you listen to Welcome Home when it comes out on the 19th and many times after that. And make sure you're keeping tabs on Varsity because when 2022 rolls around, they're going to be out touring. It's going to be incredible. You're not going to want to miss out on it. And I'm not missing out on it. I'm not. Cannot. Well, nope. Not missing out. It's going to be incredible. Thank you, Joey. This one was awesome. That's going to be it for me, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. Brought to MC Rocks, Rock and Thrive. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I am every single one of them. The big, healthy, hearty. See you.